Hello. Welcome back to episode 25, version 2. Uh, this is, I guess I should say, our, our Twilight episode. It's not quite 26, not quite 25. Um, you know, Twilight episode, Lost Tapes. Uh, maybe they'll find it in a few decades um, and make a documentary on it uh, from Peter Jackson's grandson on Disney Minus. <laughs> Which I'm sure will be out by then. Plus or minus, yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, the first recording of this uh, episode was November 4th. It is now December 8th. So, as I said in that episode, there was quite a bit of time uh, by the time we had recorded that episode from our prior one and even more from this one uh, due to our travels and continued travels. Um, And... So just a a quick recap on what this podcast is and what that episode was. So as hopefully everyone who is listening knows, this is a podcast by Shermans. It's for Shermans, but also for everyone else. Um, I am in L.A. where I am most of the time recording. My dad is in Chicago. I will be there shortly for yet another wedding. And then through the holidays, uh, we alternate kicking off uh, and leading episodes with a topic and then go from there. In the last episode, I guess in this episode, version one, I should say, uh, what we discussed and uh, I imagine we'll touch on, if not in this episode, in future episodes in further detail, um, was the environment. Uh, we connected that. You connected that, Dad, uh, to the Beach Boys, talking about Surf's Up, Don't Go Near the Water, a single from that double album that was released roughly 50 years ago. Um, we discussed how once-in-a-lifetime storms are happening multiple times a year, which you related to Playboy, which I will take your word for it. You have not picked up one in 45 years. Uh, you said there was something called the Playboy Advisor, which people would constantly write in and begin their stories with. I couldn't believe it until it happened to me, which was uh, somehow vaguely tangentially related, analogous to once-in-a-lifetime storms happening all the time. We congratulated the Braves on their World Series and uh, remembered Hank Aaron and Mr. B, uh, your good friend, and friend of the program, Rick, is doing a lot better, which is great. Uh, you touched on your appreciation and enjoyment of uh, something new to you, and probably uh, for a lot of people, weddings in backyards and or you know, someone's home as opposed to um, you know an event space. Right. And you uh, mentioned you only really read when you travel, which is better than me. Um, I only really read menus. Um, but you discussed uh, how you read The Last Days of John Lennon by James Patterson and uh, mentioned how you learned how the Beatles and members of you know, Rolling Stones, Beach Boys, various other musicians would hang out, which is uh, something you really enjoyed um, because you know we all love music and you know for whatever reason it's a great you know image that these musicians we all love potentially from very distinct genres you know enjoy each other and hang out. And then I uh, mentioned how the Bulls are back at the time. Uh, again, on November 4th, they were a mere 6-2. and two. Now they are leading the Eastern Conference. Actually, wow. Uh, I should say still leading the Eastern Conference, which is remarkable, especially since they're having a COVID outbreak. 
um, which is not fun. Is that like a fast break? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, way worse than one, especially, and it's way worse than one that the Bulls have been operating this year. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I still recommend, as I did then, I still recommend him, James Blake, the musician, not the tennis player. Again, like I said in this episode, you probably will never hear. I have nothing against the tennis player, but the musician is uh, much more my cup of tea in no small part because he's British. I say that, but also because he's great. Um, we shout out uh, Kaka and her birthday. Happy belated, though at the time we were right on time. Uh, you mentioned, and we can discuss it, I, I believe we will in this episode, Schmerk and Schmerk lines came right. through for you, uh, which is good. Uh, we prefer after after you know significant uh, yeah not, uh, not under uh, efforting operation. efforting yeah. but, but it, it worked out yes yeah they had to be poked and prodded um and uh, uh many uh, uh you know we even have advertisements and advertisers for uh, recaps so again shout out loopware dojos and mean undies not me undies this is a an offshoot that's really my own and it's ip um mean undies they're just underwear that's angry um so that is a not so quick recap of version one episode 25 now on to version two hopefully a recording you here because we don't have any tech issues version two episode 25 take one here we go dad you're still technically leading so what would you like to discuss well thank you sherman and welcome back all our friends and loyal listeners, and as you mentioned at the outset, first-time listeners. Uh, you mentioned that I, I only read when I travel, and when I heard you say that, what, what came into my head was a, a song in my high school days from a local band, great local band called Hartsfield. Uh, the name of that song, The Only Time I'm Sober Is When You're Gone. Um, so not a real love song, um, but um, one that was just kind of reappeared. Um, and and they do some excellence. And I saw them live several times. Uh, they, they played at our high school. Uh, go Ramblers. Um, so, you know, major venues. Uh, but uh, to, today, today on December the 8th, right? Correct. Wednesday? We are um, moving forward in um, in conversation and in song with uh, uh, reference to uh, he, he's he's simply known and beloved as the big guy, the big guy in in uh, in our family, in our extended family, and uh, he, he actually. Uh, uh, the big guy was referenced, I believe it was episode 17, Sherman. Um, uh, again, tied into a, a, a commentary on, on songs. And uh, it was about that dog, Shannon, that was floating out to sea, which is a is, is very sad image. But uh, somehow Andy, in his falsetto, was able to bring lightness to that uh, otherwise very quirky song. But uh, uh, so the, uh, the big guy uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, uh, was in a, 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 a really bad 
accident and he's uh, he's in the hospital recovering um, and uh, the community uh, and locally and and beyond are uh, all all with him all supporting me and his, his wonderful family my sister and um, four lovely daughters son-in-law boyfriends uh, and um, so um, we're, we're, we're hopeful, we're prayerful, we're grateful for Andy as uh, the big guy moves forward. And actually, uh, your mom and I were uh, able to uh, visit um, about 10 days ago. And um, so his, he, he wasn't able to, um, his voice had no sound at the time, um, uh, but he was tracking with us and uh, all. So I know how much he enjoys music. He really does. He and I uh, share that uh, uh, common um, enjoyment. And so I just said, "Hey, Andy, um, wait, let's listen to something." So I put on, put on, turned on the Spotify, and the song popped on. And he is all wired up, tubed up, you know, ICU, uh, and, and and all. And he hears the song, of course, not surprisingly, Doobie Brothers song. And uh, he lifts his arms to the extent that he can lift them and performs with a, ha a beautiful little half smile, but strums an air guitar move. I mean, that was, that was a moment that just reminds us of the, the power uh, uh, and the beauty and the connectivity of, of music. And so... It turns out that just in the last couple of weeks, when we um, reference our honor about, well, honor about um, 1959, opening on uh, the theater production of The Sound of Music. I believe that was Rogers and Hammerstein. There you go. I mean, connecting the dots with, with the big guys, air guitar performance uh, tying into Honor About and The Sound of Music. I will say, because I, I, I looked into the, the list of songs performed in The Sound of Music. Um, I'll, put the, I'll put that soundtrack up against any. Uh, it's, it's just amazing, remarkable. Uh, highly recommend a, a, a visit or a revisit there. Um, and then one other, Honor About, Mm -hmm. Sherman's March to the Sea commenced in, I believe, 1864. Uh, what uh, what you and I are, are, are marching to, not quite sure. <laughs> Maybe the sounds of a different drum, perhaps oblivion, but march we will. And if there was just a slightly different accent, Sherman, it would be mosh and I, I, you know, Civil War, appreciate that, the history, um, certainly on that march to the sea, he had to encounter some moshes. So no doubt they, even then, maybe starting then is when they put the bodies in the mosh. True. And that that is the rare uh, Boston culture Civil War tie-in that, you really don't get, and I'm not going to say just any other podcast, 
in any other entertainment slash news slash model slash actor, not the other way around, medium. So I hope everyone's appreciative of what we try to do and provide for you all because that right there was a rare sight. That was the Haley's Comet of historical uh, pop cultural combos. So don't thank us now, but just appreciate us and uh, just wanted to to note that. Um, and, And another, you referenced how, or you mentioned how we had previously referenced Andy. We also previously referenced Sound of Music. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe in episode seven, uh, if my notes are correct, and I imagine that was because I had just watched it um, for the first time in, I mean, potentially ever. uh, I did not remember a great deal of it. But yes, it is, um, the the songs are incredible. The movie's fantastic. The history is, behind it uh, both as an inspiration and the literal just making of the movie are uh, I mean unbelievable uh, nearly mm-hmm. um, and so yeah the sound of music I mean that is up there is one of I'm not a, a, you know, a musical person in terms of literal musicals um, was not a theater kid I wanted friends growing up so I didn't do that um, <laughs> but it is for my money which if you know me not much one of the greatest musicals of all time, um, regardless of genre, you know, comedic, dramatic, whatever it may be. I agree with you. It is fantastic. Uh, and that reminds me of a passing of a musical giant, Stephen Sondheim, uh, who recently passed. Um, do I know his work off the top of my head? No. But do I know that I know his work because he was so successful both critically and commercially, yes. So I know enough to mention and not forget him in our in memoriam right now. So yeah. R.I.P. to Stephen Sondheim, a giant of the theatrical yeah. and musical world. Um, and that is, I mean, I don't have much yeah. more. Other, I mean, uh, I don't want to discuss simply because it's upsetting and annoying that Major League Baseball is locked out right now. That's just obnoxious uh, of them on multiple levels. And Rob Manfred, a a man who just somehow is – he. it's like he wants to be the worst commissioner of my lifetime of any sport, and that's incredible and honestly impressive because I, from my perspective, have – had to deal with many terrible commissioners in sports I enjoy. So for him to continue on this uh, Hall of Fame-like path to the bottom, uh, kudos to you, Rob. If you ever want to come on the show to defend yourself, joke's on you. You can't. I don't want you. But, yeah, Major League Baseball locked out, even though the Cubs apparently made some great signings before they got locked out. But um, let's focus on the positive the Bulls are back, and uh, to all you Bears fans, hopefully you'll have a Bulls-like resurrection soon in the next season or two. Yep. Well, it appears that the commissioner may be on, on a march of his own, so we'll, we'll see. And, and as, as we get closer to uh, spring training, 
Um, if there is so one, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this this uh, subject and commentary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, just you know, kind of as the calendar winds down uh, on the on the year here, our, our travel mostly winds down. You're, I know you've got uh, the trip uh, you mentioned earlier coming up. We we um, uh, had some some really fun trips just uh, recently, um, including uh, DC, a wedding there, um, their, their, their friends, their daughter. And uh, um, for those of you familiar with the DC, Georgetown area, in a span of, uh, let's see, 20, well, less than 24 hours, lunch at Bowie Monitors, dinner at the Tombs, brunch at Clyde's. That is an Epicurean hat trick. Um, that uh, sure man versus uh, food. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be sure man enough um, to withstand, and that's even before the wedding. I mean, <laughs> that was just the the foundational uh, aspects of of uh, getting prepared for a, a joyous celebration. But uh, um, just last weekend, out in New York City, uh, visiting with your your sister Rose and, and a lot of other friends and, and nieces and nephews and, uh, stayed with our, our, our dear friends, uh, Judy and Bruce. And I got, I got to say for my, for my nickel, um, New York city, uh, Christmas holiday times, uh, brilliant, just brilliant. Uh, the, the, of course the Rockefeller tree, uh, all lit up. Um, although, Having just come from a two and a half hour dinner, I'm not sure who, who was more lit up, the tree. Or, uh, I'm sure your wife I'm was not, thrilled. Uh, yes. So, um, and the the yeah, and 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 Rose got us through just so many great parts of the city. I mean, Upper East Mid. Town, Lower East, West Side, Soho, Brooklyn. Uh, went running in Central Park. Stopped in at PJ's, um, and popped up to Boston for a quick overnight. Uh, to uh, 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 so grateful for that invitation uh, as part of our, our fundraiser uh, involving our uh, um, uh, the founder of our company and his wife, and to, to reconnect with colleagues that we. We haven't seen each other, of course, in over two years at this just uh, uh, stately, uh, um, renovated, kind of couple thousand uh, seat um, theater. And uh, Peter Wolf and the Midnight Travelers. Peter Wolf was the frontman, vocal lead for the Jay Giles Band. Go back, please, friends and listeners, pull up the Jay Giles Band, 70s into the 80s. You know him, you love him, freeze frame. My angel is a centerfold. I'm looking for a love. Love stinks. And the closer, I must have got lost. Peter Wolf is, I believe, 77 years old. Mick Jagger has nothing on him in terms of performance and performance art, uh, jumping bouncing around, dancing, singing songs, pl- hanging with his 
tight, tight band, those midnight travelers behind him. Um, uh, a, a real, real special league. So uh, that, that kind of brings us current then, Sherman. All right. Well, that does it for me, if that does it for you. Um, so I will thank our sponsors that I thank, or that I, th- that I thunk, that I thunk. Uh, mere minutes ago, Loopware, Mean Undies, Take Me On, or Take Me Off or Put Me On, Just Make a Choice, Mean Undies, uh, and Dojos. The Come best on. bagels there are. The owner is married. He is loving life. I'll see him soon. His bagels are great. Signing off on episode 25, version 2. This is Sherman Jr. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thanks.